Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Ed Gamble here. Sorry to interrupt the beginning of Off Menu, uh, but I'm allowed because it's it's partly my podcast. Uh, but very excited to say that I'm going on a national tour in 2022. The show is called Electric. I'm very excited to show it to you and to be in front of real people again. Uh, that's going to be the most exciting thing. So please come and see it. If you don't come and see it, I will get the great Benito to work out that you listen to the podcast and you haven't come to see me on tour and he will block you from the podcast and he will love doing that because he is evil. Check out edgamble.co.uk for tickets to my tour, Electric. I'm going all over the country. If I'm not going five minutes away from you, hey, travel ten minutes. It's worth it, I promise. edgamble.co.uk. Check out where I'm going on tour, buy some tickets, and I'll see you in 2022. Anyway, on with the show. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, where we heat the oil of conversation and plunge our guests in until they're a nice, crispy, golden brown. Ooh-wee. Yeah? Frying yeah. Our, we're sort of frying our guests? It doesn't really I like work. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, most people might say you grill a guest, which is also a oh, food thing. Yeah. You know, but we fry them, apparently. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll do that another day. That's yeah. great. Thanks, James. Don't worry. We grill a guest. That's worked so perfectly. Have I not? We fry them. We fry them until <laughs> until they're crispy. That's what we do. Yeah. Huh? We invite our guests into the dream restaurant. And Sorry, we ask mate. Them their let, me kick start. For a, let me kick myself for a little bit longer, though. I don't want to let you beat yourself up. You know, Grilling you don't deserve it. You're a hardworking boy. You, you you deliver. You deliver at the very top of your game constantly. You know. Does that work for anything else? Do you steam? Do you steam a guest? No. Don't no. steam it. Don't bake it. Bake grill them. Guest. You grill them. But like, don't worry about it. You like, grill don't, a guest. You, you shouldn't be so hard on Ooh, yourself. You know? This guy's good. Yeah. Oh. We ask him their favourite ever starter. Make that would be when dessert. we do a TV show Rip. of this, we should call it James and Ed Grill. And then dot, dot, dot. And then there's, it's like a long-form interview with yes. with someone. James and Ed Grill. I don't know. Yeah. Prince James Philip. and Ed Grill. It doesn't sound very, like, it doesn't really, like, roll off the tongue. It sounds a bit clunky. 
Fine, Ed Grills, Prince Philip. Ed Grills, yeah. James Bastes. But then people will think you're like Bear Grills. Oh, But you're his brother. That works perfectly. Bear Grills. But we're also, grilling he... Bear. So on this occasion, we're... We're grilling bear. Bear doesn't grill anything. See, you're back on the top of your game now. Grills bear. Ed and James grills bear. That doesn't sound clunky. Yeah, well done. You feel Thanks. like you're back on form now? Oh, yeah. Top of the tree, mate. Feeling good about yourself? Feeling confident? Because this, this is the last episode of the series. We're going into a big interview yeah. here. Anyway, James, who are we deep frying this week on the Off Menu podcast? Joey Wicks. Grills, I should say grills. Uh, yes, it's Joe <laughs> Wicks, everybody. Of course. We're going to ask Joe Wicks his favourite ever start and main course dessert, side dish and drink. It's Joe Wicks, National Lockdown Institution. Oh, yeah. It's a good He'll be rem- he's, he's secured his place in the history books, which is more he than has. can be said for this couple of saddos. Oh, yeah. We are out of here. I was thinking the other day, when I'm like a really old man, if I've got like grandkids or, or whatever, uh-huh. no one's going, oh, Old Uncle Ed or old Grandad Ed, the yeah. comedian, they're finding that out later from like a picture in an attic. After you're dead, and then they'll dust it all. Yeah, they're going. Oh, well, he was, apparently he was a comedian. He was such a Ooh. he was such a boring old saddle. Oh, he was a comedian actually. And they'll research it and they'll go. And then probably this will be the episode that they hear for yeah. the first time. They go fries. Fries. What the hell, Grandad Ed? You idiot. He was God, bad. He you didn't need much to be a comedian back in those days. Anyway, oh, look, there's some Joe Wicks videos here. Let's watch those. He's a proper institution. Yes. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to hearing what Joe Wicks likes to eat. Uh, he's he's helped the nation be healthier and keep fit during this pandemic. But, uh, you know, what's the fuel that's uh, stoking that fire? No, fuel that... Oh, it's catching. Oh, man. It's catching. Fuel stoking that fuere. Yeah, no, but I guess that works. Fuel the the, the, the fuel that that's... What's the f- what fuel is he using to burning. power his engine? Sounds a yeah. bit sexy, that though. I'll tell you what, though, Ed. One bit of fuel that if it's fueling the fire, we're going to have to kick him out of the restaurant. We have a secret ingredient every week, an ingredient that we don't like. If the guest says it, they're out on their ass. And this week, the secret ingredient is... Lucasade Sport. Lucasade Sport. I hope this isn't on his meal, James. We're playing dirty. We are playing dirty, actually. Because there's a high chance, you know, the guy needs fueling like that. Maybe he's come to love the taste of LucasAid Sport. Look, yeah. hands up. I always have a LucasAid Sport knocking around. Because when I mm-hmm. go for a long run, I like to be able to hydrate and keep my blood sugar levels up. And LucasAid yes. Sport is the best thing for that. But I wouldn't have it with my meal. No. But will Joe Wicks, will he be the Joel Domit? Will he follow in those footsteps? Joel had a protein shake. Joe Wicks is even healthier then Joel, yep. is he going to go LucasAid Sport? We'll see. Only time will tell. Well, I hope he doesn't because, of course, uh, Joe Wicks' new book is coming out tomorrow uh, and we'd love a chance to chat about it more. Um, so that's called Joe's Family Food and that comes out on the 10th of June. If you're listening to this on the day it came out, that's tomorrow. Go get Joe's Family Food. It's food for the family. Don't know if he's thought of that catchphrase yet. You're welcome well, to it, well, Joe. You are not on your game today, and I really hope that we pill off this interview. <laughs> it's on shaky ground already. Hey, Joe, I hope you enjoy grilling people's families. Okay, that's not... Okay, Ed? This is the off-menu menu of Joe, Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks, welcome to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you for having me, mate. Do you know what? I've written down my menu and I'm just like, if this existed, I'd be there every night of the week. It's like my favourite food ever. Oh, amazing. Great. <laughs> oh, here he is. The waiter has arrived. Welcome, Joe Wicks, to the Dream Restaurant. 
We've been expecting you for some time. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, it's, I, I was always wondering, would I ever get invited onto this podcast? Because I am obviously obsessed with my food. Yeah, listen, mate. I'm going to ask you this up front. Go on. <laughs> you going to mug me off on dessert later? <laughs> nah, come, mate. Huh? People think I don't like dessert. I'm a ma- I've got a big, I've got a very sweet tooth. Like I love my chocolate. Yes. I love my ice cream. Trust me, my 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 dessert's very sweet, very sticky, very sweet. Listen, I wouldn't normally ask people that up top, but you're a healthy man, and I I was thinking I'm gonna be tense all episode. I'm gonna be tense the whole thing if I don't ask it straight out the gate because I know that if you had chosen something else or passing the dessert, I'd have flipped out. And you're a national hero, and that would not have looked good on me. So <laughs> I was going to be really tense all episode if, if, if I didn't ask that out the gate. No, there's no way I'm missing dessert, mate. I, I've got a very <sighs> sweet tooth, and I would like to be honest, I sometimes start my meal with a dessert. So flip it round yes. and have a pudding to start with. Let's do it. We start with dessert today, Ed. No, oh, come on. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. Look, what? don't get excited. We're not, we're not here to flip it round. Oh, so you're the square. Look, I'm the square. Of course I am. I just think, look, I know you're relaxed, you're happy now, because obviously there's always the worry, Joe, that we get someone, you know, whose world is fitness on, and they're going to be like, oh, I'll have an egg, and then I'll leave. Oh, no, not me, mate. I've got, mate, to be honest, mine's very deep fried. It's very, very high, highly calorific, but I I love my food. And to be honest, because I exercise so much, I can get away with it. But yeah, this, I mean, maybe you'll be surprised by some of my choices. You might think I was going to go for a a salad and a sort of vegetable risotto, but mate, I've gone all in on this. Love it. And we're starting with dessert. This is a great week. (laughs) Is this like a cheat day thing? Is that something that you do? Do you do a cheat day? Not really have a cheat day as such. I'm more just like, I just live my life and I love my food. So I, you know, I miss going into restaurants, but if I was to, if I was going to go to a restaurant, these are the kind of things that I can't cook at home. Mm. I can't make this myself. I can't create food like this with the tastes and the flavors and all the kind of ingredients. So this is really like, you know, death row meal slash wedding day dinner, really. If I was to have my dream wedding day. And to be honest, a lot of this stuff was at my wedding. It's amazing that, that you've put those two things together, Joe, that, that you've gone death row meal <laughs> slash wedding, that you're at your wedding going, this is what I'd have if I was about to be killed. Or if, the, if they were on the same day. Imagine that. Yeah. You're there oh, no. in your prison cell. But they get you married first, and then like, right, walk the green mile. It happens. A lot of convicts get married on death row, don't they? You see it in the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Very popular. This is exciting now. I'm, I'm glad that we're starting on dessert. Uh, we're going to do that first, which is the first time we've ever done that on the podcast. That's exciting. Also, you said like you're a big food fan. I was going to ask if you watch like a lot of food videos on YouTube or because you've got a lot of people uh, through the pandemic, through lockdown. Thank you for that. Who's been getting you through? Who's your Joe Wicks? Yeah, mate, I'm obsessed with, I've, I love all those Instagram accounts with like the, I love, you know, there's like steak videos where they're like cutting up the steak and putting all the sauce and stuff in it. But the new one I'm obsessed with, it's a guy called Men With Pot. Have you seen that? No. no. So it's an Instagram account called Men With Pot and like he'll like kayak out into the forest and like make a fire and then make like a beautiful burrito or like a homemade a taco or steak. Like it's like a, all done in like one of those cast iron pans. But he shoots it so it's like really almost relaxing. It's quite therapeutic watching it. And then he'll go into like yeah the jungle or the woods, and it's it's very nat- it's sort of out in nature. But he makes the most incredible food. So yeah, follow. It's called Men with Pot. Yeah, you're gonna love that. Good Instagram. Men with pot. Yeah, men with pot because he's got a pot. You know, like a pot. What were you originally searching for when you found that? <laughs> <laughs> Looking to get baked tonight. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just came across it. But my Instagram explorer is normally like guitars because I love guitars. It's like motorbikes because I've got a few motorbikes. And then it'll be food. Like that's my kind of explore page because it's a real insight into a personality, isn't it? What what is Mm. someone into? When you see the explore page, you realize what you're looking at and what you're kind of hovering around on. So food's a big part of my my world, really. Obviously, I started with fitness. Then I kind of lent onto the cooking and the books. But I feel like I've come sort of 
almost background with the fitness, but I've always been someone who combines two. I think it's important to love your food and enjoy cooking, but also combine it with a healthy lifestyle because that way you can be active, you can stay lean and healthy and have the best of both. Yeah, I tend to watch a lot of fitness or exercise videos if I'm not doing a lot of fitness. And if I'm eating really healthily, I watch a load of food videos. So it's basically whatever I'm restricting, I spend about eight hours a day watching, which doesn't feel healthy. Yeah, I like your T-shirt. I like your original Pirate Material T-shirt. That's cool. Thank you very much, Joe. Nice to get a compliment on the T-shirt. What, while, while you are at your in your dream restaurant, what music is playing? What would be your favourite uh, music to have on in the restaurant? Oh, that's a good one because I, I'm, I'm so diverse in my music. I, I, I'm Thank God for Spotify and the recommended radio and stuff because I find new artists all the time, which I love. I, I found this band in Australia called the Teskey Brothers. They're amazing because mm-hmm. Fern Cotton said it's one of her favorite bands. So I sort of listened to the Teskey Brothers and they did a collaboration with this guy called Bahamas. He's, he's a Canadian guy, really lovely, chilled music, a bit like Jack Johnson kind of vibe, but just beautiful, like acoustic music. So yeah, I listened to that, but then I love old sort of Tamla Motown. I like, I like Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. I love all that. But if I was going to go to a restaurant, I don't like the ones where it's pumping loud. Like you go to Vegas and you're sitting in a restaurant and it's like, it feels like a nightclub and you're like, this is a bit much. But yeah, maybe some nice Motown would be nice to set the set the set the, set the tone. Yeah, we can put some Motown on. Yeah, just put it gen- gently in the background. I agree, you don't want it to be too loud. You don't want to be able to have a conversation. Yeah, definitely. And you know when it's a bit dark and a bit dingy, you're like, I need a little bit of light because you've got your phone out and you're trying to eat your food and stuff. I like restaurants that are kind of got atmosphere but aren't like proper dark night. Like I went to... um. I think it was the Hackersand in Vegas and it was just so dark and so it was a bit like weird. I just wanted to be in a nightclub. But yeah, I mean, I do miss eating out. That's one of the things I've booked so many restaurants. Now, obviously, the rules are restricting. I'm like banging, banging the orders in, like getting loads of tables booked for me and my friends and my mum and dad and stuff. Give us a rundown. Where where have you booked? All the restaurants in Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to Sushi Samba in Covent Garden with my wife. In the show. We like, they do the outdoor terrace. We can eat some eat some sushi. I'm then going to a place called Beaverbrook Hotel, which is in Leatherhead. It's outside of London, but they've got an amazing like outdoor garden house restaurant where they grow the food and the allotment. It's quite like farm to table style, which is amazing. Oh, nice. And I've also booked a table at um, Chameleon. It's actually just opened up. My friend's opening a restaurant in London in April, so I'm going to go there. It's like Turkish kind of Iranian sort of inspired food, like meze sort of stuff. So that'll be wonderful. Sounds very good. How how long were you in Vegas for before we get into the proper meal? Well, I've got a place in Santa Monica, so I spend this. I normally spend a few months of the year out there, and then if I'm there, I'll like meet my friends. We do like two or three days there, and I've I've been there for my thirtieth and that, so I've had a couple of trips there. But I love it. It's just a place to go. Like, I've been with my friends and we have a great time, but then I also go with my wife. We spend a weekend there. We go, we go to pool parties and stuff. Like we love it still. So we enjoy the food as well. The restaurant scene is really good in Vegas. Actually, they've got some really nice restaurants there. I'm obsessed, Joe, and I don't. I doubt you've been there, but I think about it a lot. I've never been to Las Vegas, but the first place that I'd want to go is the Heart Attack Grill. Have you been to the Heart Attack Grill? <laughs> I haven't been, but Rosie showed me some photos. She she went there on a trip once, and yeah, you get like the, the Heart Attack Burger, and it's like 20,000 calories, and apparently if you eat it, you get spanked or something. Or no, if you don't eat it, you get spanked by someone in there. There's people going around like all dressed up in kinky kinky outfits. But yeah, it does. Mate, to be honest, I love deep fried food, so I, I, know I love chips, I love you know, chicken, not chicken nuggets, but I like, you know, like um, fried buttermilk chicken burgers and yeah. arancini, all that sort of stuff. I, I I do like fried foods, but it's not something I'd eat all the time. It doesn't agree with me all the time. I, I feel a bit rough the next day. Also at the Heart Attack Grill, there's some scales outside and you weigh yourself when you go in. And I think if you're over 400 pounds, then you get your whole meal free. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's pretty shocking. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because they're basically like promoting obesity, which is pretty hardcore over there. It's sort of the opposite of a a sort of Joe Wicks lifestyle, really, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if that would work over here. If people arrive there going, oh, I've been doing Joe Wicks every day. I have to pay for my meal. Extra. You've got to pay extra. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I feel like if there's a burger where if you fail to finish it, there's someone comes around and spanks you with a load of kinky gear. I think calling it the heart attack burger is kind of, you know, misselling it a little bit because that's not the main thing, is it? The fact you might have a heart attack if you eat it. It's the fact that if you don't eat it, you're going to get whipped. for, for no Also, there's definitely loads of people in there deliberately not finishing their burger, right? Yeah. So we're going to start your meal now with your dessert. Very exciting. <laughs> Are we not even... Do, do you not want to do huh? water first? Are you just going straight in with dessert? I'd normally have a glass of water first. Let's get things go. off with water, then we'll go dessert. Yeah, it's, it's Joe's meal, so... Fine. Still a sparkling water, Joe. I'm a still water kind of guy with just a little bit of fresh lemon on the side. It'd be nice. On the side? I like, you know, like you bring it over and then... <laughs> You bring it over in a little bowl and I just stick a bit in myself. Love it. Yeah. We've, ne- we've never had that specification on the podcast before. Normally, I think people assume the lemon's coming in the water, but you're you're getting the lemon <laughs> on the side. I like this detail. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like you say, can I have some lemon? And they, they just sort of bring it, they do it after and go, oh, I'll bring you some over. And it's like just cut into little slices, isn't it? But you want a slice or a wedge? Either or, really. <laughs> either or. Like a bit of ice, a little slice of lemon, and we're good to and then we're good to crack on with the dinner. Have you found in the past that people have over-lemoned your water, which is why <laughs> now you'd prefer it on the side so yeah, you can question. do it yourself? Uh, not really. Sometimes they do the old cordial trick, don't they? They stick a bit of lemon cordial, a bit of lime cordial in there, and you're sort of like, mm. Oh, no. I don't mind that, but I r- would have rather a bit of fresh fresh lime and lemon but to be honest i'm normally straight in for the gin and tonics I, I have a little glass of water on the side but it's mainly a gin and tonic kind of affair isn't it when you eat, and you eat out well we can do that if you want a gin and tonic straight away we can do that for you yeah let's chuck the water out the window we can get you a gin and tonic well i'd imagine you're a very well hydrated man anyway so we can just yeah. tuck straight into the gin if you want you, would, you, you wouldn't give a merman a glass of water when he's just got out the water <laughs> been under there for ages a gin and tonic would be a nice little kicker just to liven me up a little bit but the, that's not my main drink i'm saving my main drink for later yeah that's fine you can have the gin and tonic okay. in, instead of the water looks like water anyway no one will know the difference yeah speaking of slices of lemon though you know what i think is one of the most beautiful things and not not enough people appreciate how beautiful it looks is a wedge of lemon that's been cut a wedge and then left in the fridge and i love how it then goes over time and it just looks like a perfect like a sculpture the the the, the way that this this the skin goes the, the membrane over the the fruit and it just it, it it adopts a kind of like sheen to it it looks so immaculate and perfect I don't know. Well, like a rotten lemon. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I, I mean, I know me and Joe were thinking exactly the same thing when you were describing that. You're talking about an old lemon. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, it's the same as saying, I, li- oh, I love to leave a bit of cheese out and wait until it gets that beautiful green colour on I, it. I, I don't love to leave a bit of cheese. It's the same out. thing. But, like, this this looks beautiful, though. You know what I'm talking about. No, it doesn't look beautiful. I'm not talking about a mouldy lemon. A lemon, really. I sort of get them, I use it straight away, so I wouldn't, I haven't really observed one over a few days, but I'll have a look. I'll have, not a I'll few do a days. Test. Not a few days, I mean. I'll do a test with my next one. I'm not leaving for a few days, but maybe a while. Oh, you know, maybe a day. That sounds like it's going to be a very disappointing live stream for you, Joe. People tuning in, expecting another workout, and you're going, today we're going to observe a lemon over a few days. you got a time lapse, haven't you, really? Yeah. You've got a time lapse, that one. Gin and tonic, what your measures in there i'm normally a two for one double I like a double I've, I've got a little gin collection at the moment i'm i'm obsessed with like flavored gin so um oh, yeah. i normally to be honest i free pour most of my drinks but i normally have a little a double shot with like one um mediterranean fever tree tonic and then i like a bit of fruits so to put a few raspberries or blueberries or something in it just so it's like mm. a bit of a fruit salad at the end yeah. i like that and my kids come up to me like always trying to get the the gin infused raspberries off me and they're only like two i'm like <laughs> 
You can't have my gin infused raspberries. All right, I have one. <laughs> Let's have one, see how you react. <laughs> oh, that went badly. Okay, fine. Do you want to see my little gin bar? Yes, please. Yes. So I moved into this house in um in July last year, and the, the previous owners had a, had a bar built. And I mean, I would never build a bar in my house, right? But I thought I'm keeping that. So I've got loads of gin. Over yeah. there, I've got my own little gin bar. See my little gin bar. Oh, amazing! Oof. That's a proper it's bar. A proper bar. And I haven't been been able to have any like family and friends over because we've we've not been able to obviously because of the restrictions. But I can't wait to like get my friends around and have a proper yeah, yeah. proper little party and a little little gin cocktail and stuff. But yeah, it's a nice thing to have because it's a social room. But we don't really come in here because it's it's now where I listen to and record my podcast. Believe it or not, quite <laughs> tricky to sit at a bar in your house by yourself. Must be quite a sort of sad, bleak feeling, I'd imagine. Yeah, I do come in here and pour one. So my, my little daughter, Indy, she's so funny. She basically thinks she's having a gin and tonic. She calls it a gin ton. She says, can we have a gin ton, Daddy? And I bring her in and we, I pretend to pour the gin and then I put a little bit of tonic water in her, in her cup and I put some ice and some berries in. So she really just loves the berries and the flavor of the tonic. But she's obsessed and she said the other day, it's so funny, we did some face paint and we paint, painted our faces and it was really early. It was only like four o'clock. And obviously I normally have my gins like in the evening. So we have like one a night sort of thing. And she went, oh, daddy, daddy, can we have an early gin ton? And it's the way she said it. She was so excited. So we cracked up laughing. And now we call it an early gin ton if we have it before like five o'clock. But, um, I've got like pink grapefruit one and mango and rhubarb. There's so many different flavors. But gin, I never used to touch gin. I was literally like vodka and lemonade or vodka and coke and now like as an, as i've grown up i just love gin now i think it's wonderful also she's properly acting like an adult when they discover gin just asking for it all the time and then eventually being like can we have an early one let's have an yeah. early one let's do that come on come on guys. yeah she and she went to school she went to nursery and said oh me and daddy make a gin ton in the bar and, and then they're, they're, they're like the, i said to the nurse teacher it's only a tonic she's having but she thinks it's keep playing it up keep it up with telling her it's a gin ton that's so funny i had to write a, a story when i was a kid at school and for some reason i chose a story where uh it was someone digging up treasure on an island and they kept finding just instead of the treasure chests full of like empty vodka bottles and then empty gin <laughs> bottles and then empty whiskey bottles and i told my mum and she was like what are you what are you doing they're gonna think i'm a massive alcoholic like <laughs> Clearly, everything at home was just clinking empty spirit bottles. That's standard. Pirates loved to drink, didn't they? They were always boozy, weren't they, the pirates? It was one of their... Just their, yes. They used to swap alcohol for, like, guns and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. And my mum's a boozy pirate. There are no rum bottles there. No. So, you know, already, the teacher's ruling out that. So it can't yeah. be pirates. There's no <laughs> rum bottles. It's clearly Mrs. Gamble has a problem. <laughs> so, let's get into the meal and start with the dessert. So... My, this is my dream dessert, and I always go back to this one because I think about it being a kid at school, and then I think about going to a pub like, on a Sunday roast. So it's a very British classic uh, dessert. Goes by the name of sticky toffee pudding, believe it or yes. not. Yeah. With vanilla ice cream, and I, the reason I love it is because it's like it's warm and it's like got that massive like sticky toffee sauce on top, and then the like, the hot and cold combination like is always mm. something I love. So yeah, it was a toss up between that and a chocolate fondant, but the sticky toffee pudding came through. Lovely stuff. I'd go with the sticky toffee pudding over that. I think we've had people yep. say chocolate fondant before, but I think sticky toffee pudding always, always hits the spot, I think. That's sauce. It's just so, it's so, if it's done right, sometimes you get those dodgy microwave ones, you know the pub's just stuck in a microwave for 30 seconds there. They're yep. shocking. But when you get a really, really big, like rectangle one with a nice softness to it, a bit sponginess, as we call it. Yeah. Triple, I always ask for dark, like, I say, look, I know you're going to bring it out and I'm going to be dry. I love, it's going to be dry after two or three spoonfuls. So can you put a bit of extra toffee sauce on and that really counts because yeah. you want it to be swimming yeah. in toffee sauce and then you've got to steam into it yeah you don't mind the dry there's always a dry bit in the middle of cake but you don't mind that because you know mm. you're going to have extra sauce to spoon over and you need yeah. you, you need reserves, that difference yeah. in texture oh god 
this meal already is going to um, be so bloated after this meal because like this is <laughs> it's a stodgy one. It's stodgy. Sure. Uh, uh, did you say you're having ice cream with it? Yeah, just a standard like vanilla ice cream. Nice little vanilla, you know, a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream. I think I've sometimes I've tried to go rogue and have chocolate ice cream before of it because I prefer Ooh. chocolate ice cream, but it doesn't go as well with the the, stoff, the toffee. I think vanilla and toffee is a good combo. At what age did you start pairing things properly when it came to stuff like that? Because when I was a kid, I would have just chosen my favorite ice cream yeah. with whatever dessert I was having, and it wouldn't really go. But I just wanted my favorite stuff all the time. At what age do you think you started being like, do you know what? Actually, yeah, chocolate's my favorite. But vanilla ice cream would go better with a sticky toffee pudding. I'm a connoisseur now. When I was a kid, my diet was terrible. Like I didn't eat healthy food. You know, we were on benefits. We were living in a council flat. Like it was always buy one get one free. Like frozen meals and chocolate bars and just sandwiches. I remember eating loads of sandwiches because we just didn't sit down and as a family and have proper meals. But as I got older, you know, I started to try try new things. I think it comes. I think your palate starts to change as you grow grow a little bit and. I remember I didn't eat any fish till I was 25 years old. I couldn't bear the thought of anything like fishy, that smell of fish. Mm. But now like I love sushi. I eat raw fish and raw sashimi. And so it's amazing how you can really outgrow those habits. I was a very fussy child, but now I'm pretty much eat anything. Like I try anything. I'm really kind of um, adventurous of it. Is that something that you think about with what uh, you give your kids as well? Like are you thinking about, about making them adventurous at this point in their lives with the early gentons, et cetera? Oh, 100%. I mean, kids don't have to eat like ch- children's food they don't have to eat like you know beige foods that aren't really tasty and bland like i got indian marley really soon because i don't know i've done a special children's book for weaning it's called weaning 15 so i went on a journey i learned from nutritionists around how to kind of wean your child essentially and i really enjoyed that because i got indian marley eating things like risottos and curries and stews and like putting herbs and spices which a lot of parents don't think to do but ultimately the first few months they're trying new things but within about within about 6 months you can pretty much have them eating the same as you. So now my boy and my little daughter, Indy, we all eat together, you know, and we eat really nice food. But we also, you know, have nights where we're lazy and we'll get a delivery or whatever. And, but, but most of the time we eat together as a family and we eat healthy food. Can you remember, age 25, what the first piece of fish you had was? It was probably just like fish and chips. like Yeah, gateway. Because my mum and dad always used to get fish and chips when I was a kid. Like it was standard, like fish and chips. But I'd always get like savoy or, or like sausage. <laughs> I just wouldn't go near the fish. But yeah, now, you know, I'll, like I said, I'll eat like black cod. I love, you know, yellowtail and mm. sashimi and sushi and stuff. And I just I just wouldn't even think of it. Before we move off to fish and chips, I just want to mm. say, and I put it out there now, I'm still a battered sausage man. I'll oh. have proper fish and chips once a year. But normally if we go to the chip shop, I'm still battered sausage all of the way, which I think is a throwback to when I was a fat little boy and I couldn't believe you could get away with eating a sausage, which was nice already, <laughs> dipping it in batter and then eating it. So I'm still, I can't move off it. I'm a battered sausage boy. Do you remember how pink it used to be, the meat? Like, it wasn't oh, even yeah. meat, was it? And oh, I think, it what meat. was it made out of? Even, like, the saveloy. Like, what was the saveloy made? That was even worse. Like, <laughs> but it was such a, like, just a good taste. You just loved it when you yeah. were a kid. Still love it now. And actually, the first time I had some battered fish was nice. But the first time I had a battered sausage, it did blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is Flavor City. So salty. Oh, I loved it. Did you hear about that fight the other day outside the fish and chip shop? There we go. Two cod got battered. There, there we go. There he is. There it is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I'll tell you, Ed, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. That go fish on. and chip shop used to live on the back of my house. That, that's I cool. thought you were going to do the... Two cod got battered joke again. Yeah. I thought you were going to do exactly Joe's joke, exactly the same as he did, again. and try and get yours in the edit. 
is what I That'd thought. That'd be you good if, it, if this whole ep- <laughs> if this whole episode now was just us doing jokes about different things getting battered at the fish and chip shop. Go. Cool. What were you actually going to say? Oh, I just, just I used to live used to have a fish and chip shop around the back of my house. So every time I was in the garden, it smelled like fish and chips, and I loved it. That was it. You mentioned sushi samba earlier. This is what I, I've been trying to get onto this for a while now because I'm quite excited <laughs> about it because Susie Ruffle. A uh, fantastic comedian came on the podcast and she chose uh, su- sashimi from Sushi Samba and she, she wanted it from the one that is in the shard. So we came up with a tongues twister. Susie likes sashimi from the Sushi Samba in the shard. Didn't even do it right then. Christ. I can't even do it right <laughs> now. I want to see if you can say it, Joe Wicks. It's Susie likes sashimi from the Sushi Samba in the shard. Sushi likes sashimi from the sushi samba. Hang on. Su- Susie likes sashimi from the sushi sh- samba in the shard. It's hard, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard, isn't Nearly. it? Nearly. Say it one more time. Su- su- Susie, likes su- Susie likes sashimi from the sushi samba in the shard. Susie likes sashimi from the sushi sa- samba in the shard. I love it. It's pretty good, but it is hard. Am I missing, so- am I missing something? Yeah, there's always like... Susie likes sashimi from the no, sushi you're saying samba shashim- in... James, you're saying sashimi. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm getting it wrong. You're absolutely Sean Connerying it. Susie likes sashimi from the sushi samba in the shard. So hard. Okay. Susie likes sashimi from the sushi samba in the shard. Shamba. It's shamba. I think you said shamba. <laughs> shamba also, let's mate. just ignore the fact that su- there's not a sushi samba in the shard. It's in Heron Tower. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, who cares about Heron Tower? <laughs> Pop and obs or bread? Pop and obs or bread, Joe Wicks? Pop and obs or bread? Naan bread. Naan bread, yeah, or pop and Do you mean any bread? Any, any bread. bread any bread. Oh, any bread. Um, oh, do you know what? My kryptonite, this is honestly, if there's if there's a good bit of sourdough in my house and there's orange marmalade, I'm like Paddington Bear. Like, it's, oh. the, <laughs> it's the one thing I just cannot <laughs> leave. Like, I have, I have two slices and I... Then I'll go and play Call of Duty for a couple of hours and I'll come back and go, right, I'm another couple of slices. And I can eat a whole loaf of bread sometimes in one day. Seriously, I love bread. Are you a shredless wonder or a shredhead when it comes to marmalade? I'm a shredhead. I'm a shredhead. I'm a real, I love homemade, like, you know, like craft, homemade marmalade. So I'm into the craftier, the better, and the, you know, the chunkier, the better. I love, I love all the peel and all the different fruits they use. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got a shelf dedicated to like, Marmalades. I've even got into. I, I tried one the other day. It was um. Someone said you've got to try this. It's roses, lemon, and lime marmalade. I said, oh, yeah. lemon and lime marmalade. Never ever never heard of anything, anything so silly in my life. I ordered it. It's like crack. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. sweet and sugar. It's like lemon and lime, like neon green. It's really good. James likes to open his lemon and lime marmalade, leave it in the fridge, and just watch a sheen form across the top. Yeah, just maybe like... I do. <laughs> so what if I do? It looks beautiful. I'm not, I'm not even ashamed of it. Hey, if you so you've got a marmalade collection and a gin collection, have you ever tried a gin marmalade cocktail? Because that's the thing you can do. Mm. That's a new thing now. There's, I've got yeah, gin marmalade. Like people, sorry, marmalade gin. They've got that. It's a new oh, yeah. thing. Like it's one of the flavors. So yeah, there's a few companies up there that sent me it. But I um, it's a bit sickly. I like keeping my toast and jam mm. and marmalade separate to my gin gin and tonic drinking. That's too early for a gin ton, isn't it? If you're having it with yeah. your toast and marmalade in the morning. Paddington. Well, on weekends, I actually had a nice gin ton yesterday because it was like nice and sunny. I had a bit of a vibe yeah. going on and I got my brother around and he's my nephews for the first time. So we, we bust open a gin ton at about 11am, which is quite good. <laughs> nice. Not bad. W- would you sit down with Paddington and have a gin ton? Would you share a gin ton with Paddington Bear? Well, I actually watched the new like updated version of Paddington the other day with Indy and I, f- I think it's pretty good. It's a, it's a 
It's pretty good. It's like an action film almost, and he's just yeah. like swinging about doing all all sorts in London. It's amazing. Pretty good film, yeah. So I actually enjoyed it. If Paddington was a real person, which he is, yeah, um, and he wanted a gin ton, I'd take him to a probably go down a, down to a local pub just around the corner from Paddington Station. Yeah, that's what he'd like it there. I don't know if you took him back to Paddington Station. I think he'd be worried that you were trying to deport him, right? Because Get that's where he, that's where he arrived. So I wouldn't. I'd maybe take him to like a Peruvian bar so he could have a sort of flavor of home, but know that he's still welcome in the house. I had no idea he was from Peru until I watched that film. I didn't realize he was shipped over here and came over on a boat, didn't he? And I just couldn't believe that he's actually from Peru. Yeah. I don't know. Hang on a minute. Bears don't live in Peru, do they? Oh, maybe he ain't from Peru. Well, you think Paddington's lying? I think it could be a ruse. Yeah, I think he could be from probably like from Alaska or something. <laughs> yeah. We'll drill down into that, actually. Maybe that's the third Paddington film. Yeah. Because, you know, there's been the second Paddington film, especially, there's a lot of the subtext was about, you know, UK immigration and stuff like that and, and people's attitudes towards immigration. Maybe the third film is going to be properly, they go all in on where where you're really from. And turns out he was a liar all along. It just yeah. does a sort of horror. <laughs> <laughs> a complete right-wing U-turn on it. <laughs> Suddenly it turns out that, yeah, there's a new Tory writer. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you said, were saying about desserts. We, we started with dessert, and now we're talking about marmalade. Have you ever had... This is one of the most delicious things I've ever had. Have you ever had marmalade on toast ice cream? Hang on. You can get ice cream? You can get marmalade on toast flavoured ice cream. So, And it is so good. And they do it by you know making loads of toast, grinding it down into breadcrumbs, and then letting the ice cream kind of like, uh, you know, churning it and all that. So it tastes like properly, like, you know... Just slightly burnt toast all the way through. Where do you get that? Where do you find that? I originally found it, this is years ago, I haven't had it in so long, in um, the Waitrose in Shepherd's Bush. Went in there, but actually the first time I ever had it was my friend made it herself. <laughs> Sorry, I really like that you're like, it's in, the, I don't know if you've heard of Waitrose, it's the one in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> As if you can't get it in any other Waitrose. It's a little boutique called Waitrose, yeah. I don't know if every single branch of Waitrose will have it. Was it a limited edition? But I've never seen that in any ice cream no, I mean, shop. It wasn't at the time a limited edition. I've never seen that, but it sounds ama- that sounds really good. That sounds it's amazing. so good. But my friend made it. Maybe I'll try and get the recipe off her because it used to be her specialty. If anyone ever went around her house for dinner, she'd make the marmalade on toast ice cream. There's loads of recipes. I've just looked it up. There's loads of recipes for it. There's even one on the Waitrose website, so that's probably the one to go for. Do it, Joe. So good. I'm, I've never made ice cream, but I'll give it a go. Me and Ed made ice cream the other day, didn't we, Ed? We did. We did a cook-along with uh, James's mum. It's not only you who's been doing the live streams during the pandemic, Joe. My mum's been doing them directly to me. That's a Zoom, really, but look, it's <laughs> So you made ice cream with your mum, then? What, what, what flavour ice cream did you make? You, you know... Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah, just a bit. So we could have made our own version of that where you make everything from scratch. And Ed annoyed my mum a little bit because um, she sent us some very simple ingredients and we meant to get condensed milk and Ed got evaporated milk and thought that would be fine. Yeah. And she was beside herself. I got told, I got properly told off for the first time in ages. My own mum hasn't told me off in about 20 years (laughs) and I got absolutely coated off by Mrs. Acaster. Yeah. I know what condensed milk is because they, they stick it on all the pancakes in Thailand, but what is evaporated milk? Mm. It's like a less sweet version. And yes, it turns out that it doesn't work in the recipe that we were doing because I made it and then I tasted it. It just tasted like frozen cream. It wasn't sweet enough. Not nice. Yeah, it's absolutely frozen solid Ed's ones. Follow the ingredient list, isn't it, next time? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Lesson learned. I don't think I'll be invited again, to be honest. No, she hates it. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We've moved on to your starter now. I can see your kid in the background, absolutely jonesing for a gin ton. Um, yeah, indeed. Um, She's banging on the window. Yeah. What, what are you having for your starter, Joe? All right, so starter, this is um, it's two things, deep fried. So you can fry them all in the same, you know, mm-hmm. grill, really machine, whatever, deep fat fryer. So it's crispy calamari and truffle arancini because I... Oh, wow. I just love, I just love crispy calamari with a nice little garlic alioli dip. Is it alioli? How do you, how do you say that? Is it alioli? Think so. what, what is it? Ed, Ed aioli. Things. Aioli, maybe. Alioli is much better. I much prefer alioli, so let's stick with that. <laughs> I've always called it alioli. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I don't even care what it is actually meant to yeah. be called. I've, I've always just read it and never said it out loud, but I'd, I'd rather just say alioli. And obviously every time you say alioli, I want to say oi, oi, oi afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> crispy al- Crispy calamari of alioli. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've become acquainted to truffle recently. Like, I just love the flavour. Some people find it a bit overpowering, but I think I had it at um, the Ivy Brasserie in Richmond. The Ivy Brasserie in Richmond, they do yeah. truffle arancini, which is amazing. So it's like deep fried rice balls, isn't it? And I'd never yeah. had it before. I didn't know what it was. So when I bit into that little 
doughy, crispy like edge and got into the rice. I was like, this is amazing. Why have I never heard mm. of it? So that's my new uh, my new favorite. If I see it on the menu, it's getting ordered straight away. And you dip that in like a nice like mayo or a bit of ketchup, and it's oh, mm-hmm. yeah, love it. Yeah. How many arancini balls are you looking at? And what size do you want them? Yeah, I don't like them massive ones. You get in a, sometimes you get them in like Italian restaurants, they're like size of a tennis ball with like loads of tomato sauce on it. Uh-huh. I just like little sort of. You know, like a little, oh, like a football, like a tiny little, you know, one of those little chocolate football eggs you get. <laughs> Remember them little chocolate eggs you used to like shake like a football, you used to peel the foil off and you get a little chocolate. In What's it. great about that is it's it's a really confusing size measurement because you just said you want one the size of a football, but a small football. <laughs> okay. I was going to say plum, but it's smaller than a ping pong ball, smaller than a ping pong ball, but not as big as a golf ball. Right. Just smaller than a ping pong ball. Yeah. Yeah. Just smaller than a, one size down from a ping pong ball. Exactly. Yeah. Could yeah. fit inside a ping pong ball. What else is small and round that you could think of? That's like not like sure, <laughs> not a great. What, what? Uh, squash ball. It's like a not. A, I'm trying to think. It's like round. I've run out of round things. What else is yeah, round? Yeah. Smaller than what else a, what's smaller what else than a spherical. Um, what's smaller than a ping pong ball? Marble. A marble. A big marble. Okay, I've got one. Like a lychee. You know, like a lychee. Yeah. Probably about the size of a lychee. There you go. About four or five of them, and I'm I'm sweet. I'm set. And you, and you got your dips lined up. You got your calamari. Is your calamari from anywhere in particular? We've got the arancini coming from the ivy there. Anywhere really. Like it's all the same, isn't it? Really. But I don't like all the tentacles. I, I don't. Know. I like there the calamari rings, but I don't get. A, I don't like all the little. When you start to see, it, it's actually a real octopus. You know what I mean? Well, it's not an octopus. It's a calamari, isn't it? So you want the rings? Yeah, the rings. I just I stay away from the head and the arms and stuff. And are you? How big are the rings? Bigger than an elastic band, smaller than a belt. <laughs> Can you <laughs> pop the rings comfortably over the arancini so it looks like satin? <laughs> yeah, but I like the small ones, the smallish looking ones, but loads of batter, like nice, light and fluffy, like mm. have that with a kind of, yeah, like a garlic or sriracha or chili mayo or something, like a little dip. Oh, yeah. You don't want to eat them bone dry. They need, they always need something. Yeah. Do you want a wedge of lemon on the side for that as well? Because at this point, we should just bring you a whole lemon and a knife. Yeah, you know you board. need a little squeeze of lemon, but that's that comes standard with calamari, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Again, you know, looks quite nice if you just leave it in the fridge for a bit, you know, bring it out. Not not rotten. <laughs> Joe's not on board with this, mate. No. We're having fresh lemon. We're cutting the lemon at the table. Joe is on board make... of trying new things. You know, he didn't have yeah. fish until the 25th. So no. I still don't understand what you mean. Like, what, why, does it go gla- <laughs> why does it glaze over? Like, doesn't it just sweat? There's, doesn't the lemon nice just sweat? It's just old. It goes old. <laughs> leave it in the fridge for like, no, no, you leave it, it in the dies. fridge for like an hour. <laughs> just an hour. Yeah, just leave it yeah you want leave this... dead lemon. I want it dies a lemon. painful death. Hey, come on now. I don't want a dead lemon. I just, I just think it looks, it goes nice and sheeny. It gets a glassy kind of finish to it. It looks nice, you know. I don't like it when you cut a lemon and the flesh coming out of it all shardy. I like it just to be nice and smooth over the top of it. I'm going to actually have to go and see what you mean now and do this. Line <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is he on about? How do you feel about these two, by the way? Oh, great. Oh, like, they, you can't mess with that, right? Are they quite common choices? No, I think we've had arancini before. We definitely had... I think calamari, I haven't been through and counted... But I think would be one of our most popular starters on the podcast. I think quite a few people. I remember Tom Kerridge chose uh, calamari. I think as his starter. A few other people have Ashling B. Maybe you're in good company. It's one of those places, like you said, that like it's pretty much if it's you know you, you get it good at most. Even bad calamari, which I've had before, I'm still glad I'm eating it. Yeah, still doable, isn't it? Still edible. Yeah. Your main course. I mean, I, I, I feel good about it. Well, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't bore you. And you're like, oh, is that it? But this is like, wherever I, wherever I go in the world, wherever I go to any restaurant, if there's a really good 
burger and chips on the menu. I just I'm drawn to it. I'm drawn to the beef and the, yeah. the bun and the chips and like you know, is it going to have cheese in it? Is it going to have a bit of bacon? And you know all the, all the lovely things you can just create your own burger, can't you? So I think honestly, if I was going to say what is my favourite main, it is a burger and chips. But I'm not talking like a greasy takeaway. One. It's got to be sort of gourmet style, you know, like a a Taylor's a good burger. Oh, Taylor's had a good burger. <laughs> Flat iron steak in Soho. They do a wagyu beef burger uh-huh. with a bernaise sauce, and it's like they almost deep fry the burger. It's like crispy on the outside, and you bite oh. into it. The bernaise sauce it all drips down your chin. And it's just a really good burger. So yeah, that's kind of my dream. Is that boring? That's not boring at all. I think you're kind of right. I'm I'm similar in that if I really had to narrow down my favourite foods, sort of the genre of food, burgers, good burgers. Like, and it doesn't matter if they're like thick gourmet ones that are a bit pink in the middle, lovely. But also really getting into those smash burgers where people really push them down onto the onto the hot plate, so they're really crispy. Get a couple of like, double patty, yeah. Yeah, like you can put like two or three in there. So delicious. What are you having in the burger though? What are you putting in there? Well I'm quite simple. I don't I'm not a big fan of the whole, you know, the cheese the blue cheeses and all the stinky bishop and stuff. I just like a standard like burger with I do I do like having a bit of bacon. So a nice bit of crispy but maple mm. cooked bacon, crispy bacon. And then a little barbecue sauce really. I just keep it simple. But I I do think that having a like a, a steak's great. But having the beef burger in the bread, like it makes the texture and the, the, the combination of the two, for mm. me, is just hands down. So I like a brioche bun, maybe a seeded brioche. Well, here we go. Now now, now I'm going to argue with you, Joe. Now I'm going <laughs> to argue with you. Too soft. I, I, I don't like the brioche bun. I love burgers, absolutely. Brioche bun for me, even though there's a guy with a sweet tooth, I think, weirdly, I don't like the brioche bun. I like a sesame bun or like like a potato roll, stuff like that. But like, can't get on board with a brioche bun. What do you think of them snazzy when they do the old charcoal black? Like you get like black oh, yeah. bread and stuff and black buns. I'm not not too fat, not too. No, I th- does it affect the taste? And I, I think it looks horrible actually. Yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks. Re- it doesn't make me want to eat it if something's jet black. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, I can't wait to put that <laughs> in my body. I had my. I had, this is this will make you laugh. I had a pizza the other day. It was like a build your own pizza at home, and it was. It was charcoal-infused sourdough, and it was black, pitch black. Oh, man. And the next morning, what came out was exactly the same colour. I've never seen anything like it. I said to Rosie, have you been to the toilet today? Because the, the same colour pizza came out of me, and she's like, no, I haven't. So I don't know if I was just, like, dying on the inside that morning, but it was black. Yeah, you don't want that. I can't imagine that's how they're advertising it either. I don't know. That's kind of appealed to me more. Oh, really? I wasn't interested at all, but I was like, oh, it'd be quite fun to do a charcoal black shit. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, it's been a boring year, hasn't it, for us all? It'd be nice just to vary it up a little bit. <laughs> look, yeah, this is the man who got into the way lemons look in the fridge. I'd imagine, yeah, yes. anything's going to entertain you, right? Absolutely. Oh, man, I'd look, look at a lemon, go and have a shit. So you're not dis- you're not disappointed with a burger and chips then? You're quite happy with that as a choice? Cause I, no. I had a, bur- I had a burger and chips van. At my wedding, on my wedding day, we had like a burger and chips, like a burger van. We had like pop ups sort of. We had a festival type thing with different different food stands and stuff. And I just love. I just think there's nothing more satisfying than a good burger. So yeah, that yeah. is my uh, my ultimate main. Thank you very much. I think burger and chips. I got no problem with brioche, but but bun. That's where I'm like. That is not my dream. But it's your dream, not mine. I don't mind a brioche, but I think they've been maybe overdone. They're they're everywhere now. Everywhere uses a brioche bun. And you just think, I don't mind I don't mind a standard bun, a more standard bun. A potato roll, like James said, you yeah. find those in the States quite a lot. Just a really soft, but still structured enough to hold up to the juice of the burger. That's what you want. You don't want it falling apart on you. Yeah. I want to be able to squeeze the whole thing together there in my hand. I've got it all. And then you can really oh, get down to the juicy meat. But would you like 
this uh, Wagyu burger, would that be your dream? I think when, whenever I'm in London, if I'm ever knocking about, like even if I'm on my own and I'm like in Soho, or I'm up there for something, I, I'll text the guy because I know the guy that works there. Are you, have you got the burger on today? And if Because it's not every day they have this special burger. Oh. And if it's on the menu, I literally go down there, I sit there, I just smash it on my own, like get get it done. And then I then I get a, get an Uber home or get the train back to mine. And I just think it's like the I'm always for some reason drawn to that burger. I think it's probably yeah. the Bernays sauce. It's like a really good, it's like a Hollandaise Bernays sauce if you know what yeah. I mean. So it's, yeah, it's really good. It's really like thick and creamy, and um, it kind of brings the flavour of the meat out. I think that's oh, what man. people overlook a lot. I think people appreciate now that you know the bun's got to be good or that the burger's got to be cooked a certain way and in different ways you can smash it, all that kind of stuff. And then people overlook the sauce. You know, people get involved in cheese and, and cheese and what kind of cheese you're having, what kind of bacon you're having. But that sauce can make all the difference. And I quite like that that's, uh, that's kind of the, the star in your burger there is that Bernays sauce. I absolutely love the idea of being able to text someone who runs a restaurant and saying, do you have the burger on today? That To me, Joe, that yeah. is the coolest thing any human being could ever do. I'd love yeah. to be able to do that. I can't queue jump. It's not that. I just I just say to him, "I've got the burger on," because I basically I met the owner of the um, restaurant, or sorry, the manager last time I was there, because like they love it when I put a little burger on my Instagram and I tag it, they get loads of followers and everyone goes down and stuff. So obviously, they it's a nice thing for them to promote them. But they're they're only a small little little chain in London. I've never been there, but there's always a queue outside there because they don't take bookings. But what I really like about them, I've seen pictures of uh, people eating the steak, and the steak knife is in the shape of like a little meat cleaver. And that's enough. That's yeah. enough to get me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good steak. It's like a. It's, it's called the flat iron cut, which is like a cut that wasn't very popular. But they I don't know how they cook it, but it's so well cooked, and they have like the best peppercorn and bernays sauce. And then you have the triple duck fat cooked chips, which are like unreal as well. So yeah, it's a it's a really good place for a good steak, especially when you can think you think you can go and have like a hundred pound steak, but for some reason the fifteen pound steak at flat iron yeah. is still in my eyes better than any any other steak. Are those the chips you want with your burger? I actually want. I want truffle parmesan fries, believe it or not. You know, like when they put a bit of the old shave in the old, they shave parmesan and then put a bit of truffle oil on there. Again, I've gone double truffle at the moment, but that'll be it. I'll stop. I'll stop at that. I won't have any more truffle after that. Have you ever gone double truffle before? You gone double truffle in the past? You can overdo it. Yeah. Like it's one of those flavors. If you overdo it, you suddenly, it, it really turns you off. So like sometimes I'll have like truffle parmesan fries and then you might get like a bit of teriyaki chicken with like truffle shavings on top of that. And you go, I shouldn't have gone for that second truffle. It's a bit, and it repeats, doesn't it? Your truffle repeats a few, few, few hours later, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, like pesto. Imagine when you were little Joe Wicks, the little kid who didn't eat fish and was eating sandwiches all the time. And then you were told that one day you'd be going double trough. You wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. Oh, God. No, God, no. Wouldn't even go near a mushroom, would I, in the past? But my brother lived in Singapore, and he said that every even in Nando's over there, they'd put truffle oil on the chips. So he said he used <laughs> to love it. And then one day he said, because they, they use, like, obviously, like, not even proper truffle. It's like a tr- synthetic truffle oil, you know? Yeah. Like maybe 1% truffle. And he said they just doused it on everything. Everywhere was truffle. It was like this super cool thing. And they said... He can't go near it now. He can't go near the smell of it. He hates it. So there is a possibility that I could overdo the truffle one day and turn my nose up at it. Yeah. So you got. We, we don't want it to be today. Yeah. We're not going to go triple truff. We'll, we'll, we'll happily label you a truff truff. That's two. We're not going to wheel out the truff truff. No. So your side dish. Side dish, I think, is in, is an important part of the equation because. I don't like going to a restaurant where you just have one choice and that's it and you're stuck with it. Like, I like going to like family style restaurants. So, like, your sort of sushi samba and your nobus and Zuma, you've got like different options, haven't you? You can like the Asian fusion cuisine sort of thing. So, I really want to bring in a little bit of a uh, sushi at this point. So, hopefully, you've got that on the menu. But 
I love spicy tuna sushi and um, yellowtail sushi with the crispy onions on top. Oh, yeah. I don't like all the little egg. You know, they put all the egg row and all the kind of little mm-hmm. weird, weird little eggs on top. I, I flick them off. I'm not having them. <laughs> but crispy, <laughs> but cri- crispy onions, I'm, I'm having the crispy onions and I'm putting a bit of extra on top. So then you got proper wasabi, good bit of soy sauce. And I double dip my sushi. I do both sides. So I coat one mm-hmm. side saturate on the left and i switch over and saturate so the soy sauce goes sucks right up and then that's it i'm banging it man i'm really on the same page as you when it comes to sushi definitely i love spicy tuna i love the crispy onions on it i don't like the the row i'll flick that I off love myself the as well yeah i'll flick it off into ed's mouth i like flick it across the restaurant did you do you do you flick it? Do you flick it across the rest? Do you just like flick? See if I can. No, get normally it? Ed's sitting opposite me. He just opens his <laughs> yeah. mouth and I just flick it all into there. I love it. The bigger the Tobiko, Tobiko Gunkin is my favourite sort of sushi. The huge eggs, and then you mm-hmm. put them in your mouth and you push your tongue up so you <laughs> pop it on the roof of your mouth, and all the lovely stuff inside starts flooding. What out. is it? Absolutely. What's in? What is it? Like what is inside that? Yeah, little it's bubble? just all like like salty seawater stuff. It's just like fat caviar, isn't it? It's delicious. How big are these eggs? Uh, arancini size? Yeah, they're they're sort of they're uh, smaller than a golf ball. Yeah, uh, they're sort of small chocolate football sized. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. say no more. Cadbury cream yeah. egg? Are they like yeah. Cadbury cream eggs? Uh, no, Cadbury yeah, yeah. mini eggs sort of size. Yeah, yeah oh, that yeah, sort yeah. of size. But you can pop you can pop them on the roof of your mouth. I absolutely yeah. love them. And the last thing as well, sushi wise, is the um, you know you do the, the prawn tempura within yeah. the sushi yes. wrapped up like. Yeah, that's good. I tell you, does a good bit of sushi. Yes. <laughs> I went to, you know, Salt Bay, Nusaret. I went to Nusaret when I was in Turkey. Uh-huh. And Nusaret, uh, Salt Bay, does a meat sushi. So it's like, it's, it's rice with a little thin layer of um like steak. So like really thin Wagyu steak. And then he puts like this sort of, it's almost like a garlic butter. And then they put these thin little shards of potato on top. Really thin, like mm. crispy potato. He comes over a blowtorch and blowtorches it in front of you. And that is one of the most incredible tastes because you get like the rice and the hot potato crisps and you get the mm. meat. It really is one of the best like ever mouthfuls of food I've ever had. But he only does it obviously in these restaurants, which are like few and far between. Wow. So he comes out from the kitchen. He came out just by chance. I was at this hotel in, in Turkey and he was there that night. Came out with the glasses on and the white T-shirt. He's got his son, it's pitch black and he's got his sunglasses on. And he was, you know, nice character, but yeah, definitely a little bit odd. And he sparked up the... um. <laughs> He sparked up the old uh, gas torch and just blasted it in front of us and sort of cooked the meat a little bit. And then he sticks it in your mouth, then he? does all that. He sticks it in your mouth for you? Yeah, big time. Oh, salt <laughs> bait. I imagine him, you know, you know, he does the salt like that, so it sort of almost goes down his arm. I imagine him with the blowtorch doing that and just like scorching, <laughs> scorching all his hair off. He's hard as nails, mate. He's hard as, I reckon he could take that easy. He's hard as nails. Man, you saying the prawn tempura within the sushi has made me really want to go... There's, at Sticks and Sushi, they do, I can't, I don't know what the particular one's called. It's got the word devil in it, but it's prawn tempura and the actual tempura part of it is just so perfectly crispy and like got bubbles in it, like that bubbly kind of tempura oh. texture. And then there's that the, they good. got on the outside of the sushi is tuna. And then like on top is like this sauce. I think there's even a little bit of avocado on the top. Everything about it is perfect. And I could eat it forever. And I really, oh, I really want it. That's a good mouthful of food. Yeah, the te- the textures and flavors in sushi. But bearing in mind, when you know, my sushi experience was like M&S meal deal or like BP or like, you know, it was a supermarket sushi in a little plastic box. So when I first went to like Nobu in, in Malibu or Zuma in London, I was like, oh my God, like, this is what sushi should taste like. And it's a, it's a real craft, isn't it? When you watch them cutting the fish and, and the quality of the foods and ingredients, like, there's a it's a whole new world that's why when i come out of um 
lockdown and get to go to a restaurant, like the first thing I want to do is go and eat sushi because it's something that I yeah. can never make as good as the chefs can. And they've spent years obviously doing it. Do you know, right, earlier on, I was thinking something. I was thinking of someone that you looked like, right? You, you, you tilted your head a certain way. And I was like, I never realised Joe Weeks looks like that person. And I didn't say it because I thought he might get it all the time or whatever. And then, because we're talking about sushi, I think this is relevant. So here we go. I think from an angle, you look a bit like David Tennant from an angle, right? Just just, just a little bit like David Tennant. David right? Tennant? Is he, the, is he the Doctor Who guy? Yeah. I saw David Tennant once on Room 101 try and put sushi into Room 101. And the way that... His argument for it, it was really full on, <laughs> like all the things he doesn't like about sushi, yeah. doesn't trust it, thinks it's disgusting, eating raw fish and stuff like that. Oh, no. And now I'm like, now in my mind, you and you and Tennant are like twins, but like he's the evil twin. You know yeah. what I mean? I've never had that. I was in India once and this woman's like, you really remind me of Richard, Richard Hammond. And I was like, what, the little fella off of um <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, thanks. But yeah, no, I get... Yeah. People just say I look like Jon Snow and, um, you know, they go pole dark geezer a little bit. Sure. But I've never heard anyone say like David Tennant. So I'll Well, with your hair tied back like you've got today, it's the, you know, if, if your hair was uh, as, as we're used to seeing it, I wouldn't have thought the Tennant thing. But now I'm thinking you, you David Tennant, Tennant, Richard Hammond, have a sitcom, <laughs> you're all brothers. I feel like since the Richard Hammond moment, any lookalike for you is not insulting, right? Yeah, so, yeah it's got to be. Like, David Tennant, you'll take that, especially after you've been told you look like the hamster. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I like Richard Hammond, but I didn't. I don't think I look like him. But yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, yeah, fair play to him for looking like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we come on to your drink now, which is of course the final course, the final course of oh, this yeah. of this episode, we gun, haven't we? Well, <laughs> yeah. I hope you, I hope you like uh, fruity drinks because I'm a, I really love fruity cocktails and stuff. So like. Uh-huh. I'm not just someone who likes to sort of something on the rocks or just like a whiskey or something. I like something fruity. So I like tall drinks with loads of ice. If I was on holiday, it would be a, what's that cream? Oh, what's that creamy drink? Pina Colada. Again? Pina, Pina Colada, Colada yeah. yeah. Pina Colada, little umbrella, like cherry on yeah. top. That would be my favorite like summer holiday drink. But if I was in London in a restaurant, I'd probably go passion fruit mojito, believe it or not. I don't know why I was so trepidatious at the start of this episode. Joe Wicks is my dream guy. Yeah, you're so worried. He's basically picked what you would pick. Pina coladas. <laughs> I love pina coladas, Joe Wicks. Yeah, on holiday, I hit them up. But it's like drinking a can of condensed milk. They're really thick, yeah. aren't they? Like you've got yeah. the coconut and the oh, pineapple yeah. juice. I prefer them with evaporated milk. Yeah, use evaporated milk or you could use powdered milk. But either way, it's all about that level of cream. And I just love them. But yeah, like it's like having a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I, every time I have one of them, probably God knows how many calories yeah. in them. But... I, I got drunk on them for Drunk History. Have you heard of that show, Drunk History? When comedians get drunk and then have to retell a story from history and then people act out what the drunk version was. Me and Ed have both done that show. And when yeah. I went on it, I just thought, I'm just going to drink loads of pina colada. That would be funny. And they took me to a Weatherspoons. And you got wasted. Just jug after jug of pina colada. I didn't feel any effects of it. And then we walked to the studio and I was like, oh, this is the most drunk I've ever been in my life. And yeah. now I have to remember some history story I don't really know very well. I had 11 double gin tons. Good lad. <laughs> I had a few drinks. I'd done Celebrity Juice and I was so nervous. I just didn't, I felt really out of my comfort zone. Like, it's just not what I do. And I, I went on there and I thought, I'm going to have a few drinks. And I was drinking in the changing rooms, getting ready and all that in the little back room. And then, uh, then I got out and I just was like, I'm gone. And I just... Yeah, because they keep bringing you gin and tonics, like top, top, got like big ones topping up. And I was, yeah, I was well, well boozy, mate. But I, with that sort of show, you've got to be drunk because they make the silliest things. Yeah, I think you have to be. My uh, fiance was a runner on that show years ago, and they make all the runners test the games. Uh, and I got a call from her at lunchtime once. She, I was like, "You're right." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, a bit of a bit of a rough morning." I was like, <laughs> "What? What's happened?" She was like, "Yeah, they." Uh, 
they played a game where they made me put onion barges down my trousers and then uh, they, they all threw poppadoms at me. I was in charge that day. <laughs> it, was, it was a choice between that game or another one with bread. That was it. That was my, my two options. One yeah. that, that we put croutons down their pants and throw baguettes at them. That was the other one. How do you feel that we made Joe do his dessert first, James? Because I know you love Good. dessert. So if anything, that's your big closer normally. But now we've, we've ended on the drink. No, no, because normally sometimes we get to dessert and there's not much time to really delve into it. And uh, it was just so nice to hear. Also, you know, like I said, I was going to be tense otherwise. I was going to be tense. There was no need to be, there was there? No need to be. But we're ending on a lovely pudding anyway. We're ending on this sweet uh, passion fruit mojito. That's lovely and sweet. Also, like, again, these are the cocktails I like. Mojitos and uh, pina coladas. You know, daiquiris are frozen daiquiris. I mean, they put, like, yeah. all the berries and they, they sort of blend it up. I like that. I, like, I just like, I don't like drinks. You know when you get a cocktail and it comes in one of those little like gimlet glasses where it's just like a liquid and a little like, yeah. bit. I just, I want all the ice. I want it to be tall, loads of stuff hanging out of it, like shards of like cucumber and, and like passion fruit and like a whole grapefruit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, I want it to have, I want to have bits I can pull out of it. So for me, like daiquiris and mojitos are really, are really mm-hmm. good for that. And they're fresh. Have you thought about this, Joe? Doing a like late night workout but you've had a couple of gin tons and a couple of passion fruit uh, mojitos and you just do like a pissed workout. Mm. I mean, I, I, you know, I farted live on... Do you know about the fart? The fart? Yeah. yeah so I, I actually didn't know about that. So I, I broke wind just before I went live on a YouTube video and that was me sober. <laughs> if I've had a drink and I've had a, I've steamed for a few gin and tonics and I've had a little curry and a biryani and I've had a, a bolty or something, like, it's all going to go down, isn't it? I, I can't risk... I couldn't be safe to say like me doing a squat or a burpee yeah or crunching with that kind of that kind of stuff going around your tummy is going to be conducive to a live workout i think it's a gap in the market though like i think people would watch that not doing the workout themselves they just put their feet up and watch that like yeah. you know could be quite it could be quite funny yeah i mean I've, yeah like a sitcom i've got a rule really when i'm out with my friends like i get i just don't do social media when i'm drunk you know everyone yeah. well i do i think i'm really funny and i think i'm really cool and i'll just do f- things and i I just know that when I've got my phone on me, like I just deactivate and just don't yeah. get on there because I don't want to be like this plonker that wakes up next morning going, oh, what, a, what an idiot. What have I done that for? So I leave it. I leave it. I leave the social media stuff until I'm Smart. awake and alive the next morning. Well, I'll film it then. I'll film it on mine. Yeah, Ed will film. Well, Ed, <laughs> why don't you start doing drunken workouts? I could do, actually. I'd take, take Wicks on his, uh, his own game. I could <laughs> do drunken workouts. <laughs> I'm already that. clumsy enough. I already fall over and I try and do the splits and I... I headbutt the ceiling. I'm just not that coordinated. So for me to do it drunk, I mean, it would just be terrible. But the dance, the silly Billy would be good because I, I, when I when I have the music playing and I'm I'm in that moment, I just get lost. So I think if I had a few drinks, yeah. I'd proper like go for like break dancing and <laughs> backflips and all that sort of stuff. Uh, hang on, have any of you two ever done one of my workouts at all during lockdown or anything? Nope. No, I've I've seen them. I've uh, I've never made the actual step to uh, then actually work out. I have been, I have been exercising, Joe. Though don't worry, I have been doing it. I've been trying yoga for the first time in my life and doing that and then hula hooping as well. You sound like David Brent there. He's like, just started yoga. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was going to say, last year I farted in front of an entire TV crew just to make you feel better. Crew? That's live. That's not live, is it? No, but I was very nervous. It's my first, it's my first like, uh, it was a very small part in a film. First thing I've ever done like that. I was very, I was like, oh, it's great. And, and the first thing we had to do, we had to crouch down and the scene started with us jumping in the air and landing on our feet in front of everybody. And, uh, and there's three of us. And we're all there, crouched down, three comics. And then we, they show action. And we jumped up and we landed. And then I did a really big, loud fart straight away. And because they didn't shout cut, they just ca- we had to carry on doing the scene while I was there yeah. going, oh, no. 
all those people heard that. There's a guy there with earphones on and a microphone. He definitely heard it. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to just to break the ice and just to break well, break wind and just yeah. settle into it. I think that I wind. thought that probably that probably made everybody laugh though, didn't it? Let's be honest. Probably... Yeah, I wish they'd laughed in front of me though, because that let me know definitely <laughs> the laughter was happening elsewhere. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that'll be the take they use as well. Yeah. It'll be your only everything else will be cut from the film and it'll just be you, <laughs> no lines and just your scared eyes and you've clearly just farted. <laughs> Oh, no. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be great. I'd be fine if that's the only bit that makes it in, actually. Joe, I think that's a great menu. Absolutely love that menu. I think it's great. I'm going to read it back to you, Joe, and uh, you tell us how you feel about it. Yeah. Still sparkling water. You want a gin ton, an early gin ton at that fever tree tonic. A few raspberries and blueberries in there. Dessert. Sticky toffee pudding with extra toffee sauce and vanilla ice cream. Pop on of bread. Sourdough bread with orange marmalade. Yes, please. Starter, crispy calamari, and a truffle arancini with alioli. Can we get the sizes on those, please, James? Yep, truffle arancini is uh, so it can fit within a golf ball, and crispy calamari so it can fit around the arancini. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Main course, gourmet wagyu beef burger for flat iron with steak and truffle parmesan fries. You would like the maple cooked crispy bacon and barbecue sauce on a brioche bun with that burger. Side dish, spicy tuna sushi, yellowtail, and prawn tempura with crispy onions, wasabi, and soy sauce. Drink, this is to finish, a passion fruit mojito. I tell you what, I do not know what I was worried about. Every single bit of that, I would gobble up and be absolutely delighted. Yeah. Including, and this is rare, just the poppadoms or bread course. Usually, you know, I like poppadoms, I like bread, but actually I really want some bread with marmalade now, and I've got some marmalade. You're a shredhead, right? I'm a shredhead. Joe's a shredhead. It's a shredless wonder. So what did you think? Like, what were you imagining? Were you like, oh, this guy's going to be boring and have, like, quinoa and rice salad and just... No, no, like, we did not necessarily yes. that. But, like, in the past, in the past we've had... <laughs> so, Joel Domit, who's probably the healthiest friend of ours, he picked physically. a protein shake. Yeah, physically. Mentally, he's a mess. Uh, yes. He picked a protein shake for his drink. Really? Yeah. I met Joel at Soccer Aid. Yeah, he's mm. a lo- lovely oh, boy. You missed your opportunity to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him next time. Yeah. He chose a protein shake as his favourite drink. Yes. Yeah. Oh, come on. You get the meat, yeah. you're getting the protein from all the other stuff. Don't waste it on a protein shake. Exactly. Joel probably thought you'd be the first person to be in this corner. Absolutely not. Yet another person who hates it. But interestingly, last time I saw Joel and I went out for a meal with him, he had a passion fruit martini as, uh, as his drink. So he's going up in the world. Yeah. What I love about this menu is when I look at it, I know... I know, I know that I've married the right woman because Rosie, that's exactly like Rosie's dream menu too. Like oh, we go out oh, together, lovely. we would we would share everything. Like we would we just literally go halves, right? Then so no, if we do like burger, she'll get chicken burger, I'll get beef burger. But all of those sides and them them drinks and stuff, like she would just be all over that like a rash. That, that sounds like a nightmare to me, Joe. I'll be honest. Oh, you don't like sharing at dinner? Ed doesn't like that. Deliberately pick things that my fiance doesn't like so I can eat all of it, uh, and then really hope that she's too full to eat all of hers as well, so I can polish off hers. That works too, yeah. Yeah, kind of works, isn't it? For a very sad life that Ed's got. But, you know, fair enough. <laughs> Each their own. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much for coming into the dream restaurant, Joe Wicks. It's been lovely, and I um, I hope that one day I get to meet in person and we can actually have this meal, because that would be a good yes. good old dinner, wouldn't it? Good old meal. Let's go to flat that. iron together. You text ahead. We'll all go down and get a burger each. Perfect. And then we can do a workout. we are thank you very much to joe wicks for coming in sorry we fried you so bad thank you joe i hope you didn't mind that frying that ed delivered there all the way through delicious menu i'd be very happy with that menu thank you 
Yes, please. If that, if that, if that kind of stuff's in Joe Wicks's family food, let me tell you, I'm eating with my family again. I'd speak to them again. James, you didn't seem fully on board with my um, idea of doing a sort of drunk late night workout. So, would you be up for doing that with me? I feel feel like there's a real gap in the market. Sure, Ed. As I said, I did drunk history. It can't be any different. I'll sink a few pina coladas and then uh, let out a few guffs and do some do some workouts with you. Be sick everywhere during a plank. Oh, that'd be great. That really that really motivates you to keep the plank going because if you go down, you're going to end up in all the sick. <laughs> you stay there for longer. <laughs> Don't forget Joe's book, Joe's Family Food, is coming out tomorrow on the 10th of June. It's food for the family. Go and buy it, whether you've got a family or not, I guess. I guess it's just great food. Ed, am I right in thinking this is the last episode of the series? You are correct in thinking that. What a lovely time we've had on Series 5. We'll, of course, be back with another series, but I'd just like to thank all of the guests who we've had and all of you great listeners. Uh, I'd like to thank the great Benito... I'd like to thank No Context Off Menu. Uh, but most of all, James, of course, yeah. I'd like to thank Bleasdale. Bleasdale! Thank you, little boy! What a great series this has been. And do you know what? We've already recorded a load for the next series. And it is looking like a fry fest. It's piping hat. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will see you again soon. Goodbye! Goodbye! listeners can we recommend you a new podcast it's been going for three years but it'll be new if you listen to it now uh my name's stevie my name's Tessa, and we host the nobody panic podcast which is all about how to be a functioning adult without consistently screaming and or crying all the time although crying is okay crying is good Mm, listen to our episode on how to cry at work it's all kinds of different how to's from how to be creative to how to concentrate to how to be good at small talk thank you stevie we bring our experience which is sort of minor and then we get experts in to really give the advice we release the podcast every tuesday um, it's on apple Podcasts, Acast, spotify basically wherever you get your podcasts we're there we're there We're ready to impart, not our advice necessarily, but the advice of others to help you get through your day and your life. Are we selling it yet? I'd like to say that we're much better in the podcast than we are on this advert. Please do come over and check what we're like on the real thing. Oh yeah, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? 
If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.